and this is the Arcanum Project. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. It is. We got three stories coming to you. Three? Three. Uh, okay. We got this mini episode. We've uh-huh. got my regular episode and your regular episode. Oh, cool. That's three. Yay. So, you sound psyched. It's a lot of recording. It is. You know how much I love that. Happy Father's Day, darling. Uh, yes, it was. Ha. 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 Anyway. So, uh, we're going to start off with uh, the first episode is just a quick update. There's been a major update in the Texas Killing Field stories. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Don't get excited. Edward Harold Bell has not been proven to be the murderer that we believe him to be. Damn it. <laughs> this is actually a different case. This is a case uh, that has never been linked to Edward Harold Bell. Okay. This is the story of the Harris County Does. What? Yeah. They were a couple that was found together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she had been strangled and he had been beaten to death. Right. Um, and they were found with the body of Michelle Garvey, who was believed to be a victim of the truck stop killer. So it was sort of assumed that they were also potentially victims of the truck stop killer. Right. That is not appearing to be the case now. Okay. Okay. So through GEDmatch, which is why I encourage everyone to donate their DNA. Yep. The body of Dean Klaus, the couple turned out to be a young married couple, uh, Dean and Tina Klaus. They exhumed the couple. And when his DNA was entered into the system, they found a match to a cousin in Kentucky. Okay. They get in touch with the cousin and they said, is there anyone in your family who went missing around 1980 that you're aware of? And she said, well, yes, my my cousin, Dean Harold, uh, Dean Harold Klaus. Actually, it's Harold Dean Klaus. They said him and his wife went missing. And they're like, oh, him and his wife went missing. Okay. So they get in touch with Dean's parents and uh, they're like, yeah, our, our son went missing he went missing with his wife. He left Florida, New Smyrna, Florida, which is where they're from. Mm-hmm. And he was going to Houston, which is where Houston? the body Yeah. Which is where the body was found. Spelled with a Y. Houston. Houston. Okay. It's not Houston. <laughs> well, damn Houston, Georgian. You call it Houston. Well, Georgians call it Houston. There's so. an H. Well, Houston's how you're supposed to say it, but whatever. No. And anyway, I'm not having that argument again on radio. Just fuck you and listen to the story. How's that? No. <laughs> anyway, so he went there for a carpentry job. They were going to start a new life, uh, earn more money. He'd been promised this really good job. And a few months later, after not hearing from him, they get a call from these people who say that they have their car, the car of this young couple. Okay. And the couple has joined a religious cult is what they say. Uh-huh. And they don't ever want to speak to their families again. Right. But they'll sell them the car for $1,000. You'll sell me back my son's car for, for $1,000. $1, which they took him up on the offer because they wanted, Yeah. obviously didn't know what was going on. So they pay them for the car. When the people meet up with them in Florida and sell them the car, the people that show up are wearing all these robes. They're barefoot. It's a group of women. 
They're acting really sketch, obviously, uh, and yeah. they are immediately arrested. Right. No one knows what happened with that arrest. Apparently, the records have gone missing, but the women were presumed it, the women were let go because they couldn't tie them to any crime. Except selling a car they didn't own. But they were using that as a quote-unquote finder's fee, is what they said. Right. But anyway, so when they get in touch with this family and they tell them, well, we've identified your family, they have died. They have passed on. The family of uh, Dean and Tina, Tina is the one woman who was identified to be his wife. Uh, after they match up her DNA and they know for a fact it's both of them, the family says, well, what about the baby? And they're like, what baby? Houston's police are like, what baby? We brought your family home. We told you what happened to him. We're going to keep investigating. And they're like, but they had a one-year-old baby. Where is the baby? Well, no baby's body was found with this couple. Right. So they go back again. And start searching through Jedmatch, looking for other possible hits. And they come across Holly Marie Klaus, who is no longer going by that name. You think? Because she is now 40 years old, 41 years old, and working at a restaurant in Oklahoma. So this woman was adopted. And the story is that these same women who matched the identification of the people who turned in this car showed up at this church in Arizona with this baby and said the family didn't want the baby anymore and they didn't know what to do with it. The church took the baby in and gave the baby to a family to raise, arranged for parents to adopt or raise right. this child. And they're not telling much more than that about the child's identity because obviously she is the only clue that could possibly lead to the killers. Right. So they're not giving a lot of more information. Right. Other than that, but she is alive. She is well, and she has been in touch with Dean's family and with Tina's family. And they are getting together and she's getting to know her story now. Getting to know her actual blood relatives. Yeah. So John uh, John and Jane Doe, or what is known as the Harris County Doe's, this was actually identified, uh, th- their bodies were actually identified about a month after we did the Texas Killing Field story. Nice. But they weren't advertising it because they were investigating it. Right. So it didn't really make national news. And then when the baby was found, that story was just too compelling. Of course, that's when it hit national news. Yeah, obviously. So that is one of our unsolved Texas killing field stories. And it is, we are now, they are now back actively investigating it. Well, that's good. And they no longer think that, they don't believe that Michelle Garvey's murder is is any longer tied to this other murder. Right. Unless they can tie her to this quote unquote cult. Um, they're thinking maybe it's just, and I looked it up. Apparently this road that these bodies were dumped on is a pretty big dumping ground for several bodies. So So, it goes back to, Hey, where's the best place to dump a body? Wallaceville road in Houston. Apparently. Let me call my buddy. Who's put a bunch of bodies there. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. Um, the, 
the group that identified that uh, was identified as being the cult, um, they have been known. They're nomadic. They were known to travel through the Southwest, right? Uh, Southern California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. They used to be seen in robes. It was a male and a female cult, but the females and the males were not allowed to interact with each other. So once you went into the cult, they put the women in one group and the men in another group. And they were strict vegetarians. But apparently slaughtering a young couple wasn't outside their realm. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't I don't like that for, for several reasons. Number one, if I'm joining a cult, it's not to be split up from the females. And number two, it's definitely not to be told I'm a vegetarian. Mm, not having them. <laughs> So you don't have a problem with the cult being a group of murderers. That part doesn't bother you. But the fact that they're not going to let you eat steak really yes. gets to you. I can't eat steak and I can't have women. Yes, that's that. That's the deal breaker. I, I will say this much. It does seem like in most cult scenarios, you get these guys like Warren Jeffs who are taking on multiple women and having sex with multiple partners. Mm-hmm. It does seem kind of a motivating and the, the Nexium cult. Yes. It does seem kind of one of the motivating factors to have a cult. To have a cult. So yes. splitting up the women and men does seem counterproductive to what most cults like to do. Right. But I don't know. And we can't say for sure that this cult did anything to these people. This cult ended up with their car. And their baby. And their baby. I mean, you can't see the you can't see the non-verbal uh, signals going on here. No, seriously. <laughs> but you don't know if these if they were nomadic and they're stopping at truck stops, and they run into the the toolbox killer. No, no, you ain't gonna convince me that they had the car. And found the family and sold them the car back and then went the complete opposite direction yeah. all the way across the country with the baby. Yeah. But they didn't have something to do with the murder. You ain't going to convince yeah. me of that. No. That ain't I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That ain't happening. I, I, I actually agree with you. I, <laughs> I, I'm I just playing devil's advocate. But yeah. um, that is the story. It is now a very hot and once again active murder investigation. Well, I hope so. Because this is the most information they've had in 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, you're, and I'm hoping they get something out of it soon because the actual culprits could no longer be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking these people are in their 60s and 70s now. So, so at the youngest, you know, what, what year did this happen? Uh, The bodies were found in 1981. The couple left Florida sometime in 1980. So, all right. So, 80, say they had some young kids do it, say they're 18. So in eighties, so that means they were born some around what seventy two. Yeah. No. 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 Sixty two. So yeah, you're at uh, sixty now. So minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Even if and that's assuming they were young. Yeah. For all uh, you know, it was a bunch of old creepers. Could have been older. Yeah. So, um, but that is our Texas Killing Field update, and I will continue to pursue the story to see if we. Any more information? I, I would like to know if Michelle Garvey's body is involved in this. I'd like to see her family get some closure. For those of you who don't remember the Michelle Garvey story, Michelle Garvey was the teenager who lived in 
Uh, I think it was Connecticut. Yeah, she was Connecticut, and she crawled out the bed her bedroom window. She was a known runaway. Her parents had moved to Connecticut from New Jersey. She was unhappy. She kept trying to escape back to New Jersey. Why would anyone want to go back to New Jersey? I don't know. Listen, I'm sorry if you live in New Jersey and you listen to our show. I know some people who are from New Jersey that are very New Jersey proud. Yeah, yeah, there are. And I got plenty of people that I know that live there and love it. Uh, there are some beautiful parts to yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, acquaintance of mine just recently bought a uh, condo there on the beach. They love it. Yeah. I mean, more power to New you. New Jersey beaches are supposedly the best beaches. I've not been to them. More but. power to you, but... Uh, yeah. I will say this. The portions of New Jersey that I have been to are the portions that surround Philadelphia, uh, Camden, because I get on that goddamn Ben Franklin Bridge, and they make you... They let you go to Jersey for free, but they make you pay eight bucks to come the fuck back. Yeah. You want to you wanna come out of New Jersey? Everybody, That's going to cost you. Because everybody wants out of Camden. That's going to cost you. And the other part of New Jersey that I've been to is Newark, and that yeah. makes Camden look like the Victorian Gardens of London. Because, right. Yeah. So. I'm just saying, there's a reason why the Bloodhound Gang has a song called 10 Things I Love About New Jersey, and it's 30 Seconds of Dead Air. <laughs> just saying. So. My interaction with New Jersey is not the interaction with New Jersey that a lot of people have. Right. Tom's River, New Jersey is supposed to be some of the best suburbs in America, so. Yeah, and and the offer's still open if we ever want the uh, condo at the beach for a weekend during NFL or during football season. It's open to us for a weekend. Why is during football season? Because during the summer they can make money off of it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But during football season, in case my team or your team ever goes to, to play the Jets or the Giants. Oh, I get it. We have the condo oh, for the weekend. Oh, if I would we love want to see to my go. Raiders play the Jets. I would love to show up and so, <laughs> come on some Jets fans. Yeah, the offer's open if we ever want to take it for the weekend for that. Well, for Just those an FYI. You, for those of you who don't who wonder why you don't get an episode sometime in the fall, it's because I'm at the Jets game. Fuck the Jets. Anyway. <laughs> can't help it. My Raiders loyalty just shines through. Uh and we just alienated some of our viewers. <laughs> Some. But but we rallied a whole lot more of our listeners. Did we? A lot of people hate the Jets. But a lot of people have hate ever, the Raiders, too. So. Have you ever watched the goddamn draft? The Jets fans hate the Jets. Nobody boos the Jets harder than their own fans. You know what? I do love the Jets fans during the draft because those are the best fans. Oh, the yeah. They're... Hands down, the best fans yeah. at the draft. And I love uh, Kevin What's-His-Face, and he's a Jets fan, so... hmm From King of Queens. Yes. He's a huge Jets fan, so... Yeah. But that's our update. That's your update. So, we will follow this story and bring you more updates. Uh, there are no current updates on Delphi, so... I say it every time, hopefully. That one, that one irritates me. It, it irritates Badly. me to know it, because I just feel like... It's such a solvable crime, and I just don't understand uh-huh. why it's not. Why they haven't solved it. I will say this. The last time I read an update on the case, uh, the one girl's mother, the single mom, why her name escapes me right now, all the research I've done on that story, she has really turned on the police at this point. She, at this point, she's like, they're incompetent assholes. And if <laughs> any other police, con- co- 
force in the United States and taken this case and be solved by now. No, 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 no. She's apparently never listened to our show. There are a lot of incompetent. There are a lot of incompetent <laughs> police departments. I don't. And you know me, I don't like to defend the police, but I don't necessarily know that that's a fair statement no. to the people who work for those departments. I think a lot of times their hands are tied right. on what they can and can't do and leads they right. can and can't pursue for various reasons. Yeah, just because something doesn't end up in court, you can't say it's the police's fault. Right. Because they might put a case together and take it to the prosecutor and the prosecutor says, not admissible, not admissible, not admissible. This is a shit case. I got nothing. Right. Even though everybody in the room knows who the killer is, yeah. if the prosecutor doesn't think he can take it in front of a judge or she can take it in front of a judge, then it it ain't going in front of a judge. Right. And that's not the police's fault. Right. You have to you have to give credit where it's due. I mean, we've all watched Law and Order. We know how mad those cops get at Sam Waterston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Law and Order. And that's yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, everybody in America is a law and order uh <laughs> you know, attorney and can bring anything to yeah, justice. I knew everything so. I need to know about law from Law and Order. I think I could take the bar in New York. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. So I am not one of those people who believes that because they watch Law and Order, they know everything they need to know about law. So, Jeff Winger. <laughs> why are you in community college right yeah, now? Exactly. Do you need that? That's a reference about one-tenth of our listeners will get, but that's okay. Do you need that actual bachelor's degree to get your law degree? No, apparently not. Not Jeff Winger. <laughs> That's why I ended up in community college, Paula. <laughs> I thought she went to college in Columbia. Yes, and now I need to get a degree from America. <laughs> Okay, well, there's, that's that's our references that nobody will get for the day. Yeah, nobody. And uh, we'll be back in about 20 minutes with the next episode. 20 minutes? Yeah. I literally get that much time? That's awesome. You don't get a twenty full 20 minutes. Uh, right? <laughs> you, you get to re you get to reset your bourbon. <sighs> Did you tell everybody what I got you for Father's Day? No. You can give me a chance. Okay. Well, you should, because I got you an awesome Father's Day gift. You did. She did. She got me this uh, really cool set of uh, uh, glasses, Mox glasses, um, with the little, like, they're twisted on the bottom, so they're really freaking cool. I don't, don't know how you'll understand that other than look up a twisted rocks glass, but they're twisted at the bottom, so they're fat. I got a... Uh, they call it a liquor smoking kit, um, but I got it for bourbon specifically because I don't like vodka or tequila, uh, but it is what it sounds. It's a smoking kit. It comes with a little uh, wooden piece uh, that's disc-shaped, and you put, with a screen in the bottom, you put wood chips in it, flavored wood chips, pecan, cherry, applewood, peach, whatever, whatever you want to come up with, and... You set that over your glass with your whiskey in it and you light it on fire and that's, and then you cap it and then all that smoke goes out the bottom it, through the screen into your whiskey and smokes your whiskey. It's pretty awesome actually. Cause I'm an awesome wife. It's uh, it's different. It, it's going to take some getting used to, to, to find the right, uh, how long do I actually, 
light the wood chips on fire? How much smoke do I put into the glass? Um, where do I get the, how do I get the right flavor? Uh, just as an FYI for the first time I did it, it's like I poured a glass of whiskey and set it right next to the campfire. And that's all I could taste was smoke. <laughs> so, so you may have overdone it the first time. May have overdone it the first time, but it's definitely a trial and error thing until you just find the right flavor that's right for you, the right smoke flavor, enough smokiness in your drink. Um, but no, it's it's pretty awesome and it's fun. It's it's a fun way to enjoy bourbon and change up flavors and stuff. And you know, I'm currently using Woodford Reserve, so um, use your whiskey of choice. That's just mine. So, or am I using Woodford or Jefferson? Woodford. I am using Woodford. Yeah, that's right. We got Woodford. We were torn between Jefferson. Yeah, and I was going to get Jefferson's Ocean, but the Ocean Jefferson's was about one third the size of the uh, Woodford Reserve bottle, and it was the same price. Actually, it was more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Jefferson Ocean is really, really good stuff. So you really don't want to mess with the ocean. Yeah, I don't think you need to add any smoke to that. No, not to Jefferson's Ocean, but. Since I'm doing whiskey commercials here, um, <laughs> yeah, you pick out your favorite whiskey, uh, get the smoking kit. Mine is the C2, uh, S-I-T-O-O, uh, Situ, C2, however you want to say it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's actually, if anybody likes bourbon, give it a shot. There's some uh, good videos on YouTube about how to do it as well. So it's pretty cool. So there we go. Another product plugged on our show that we don't get sponsorships for. Heck yeah! And uh, like I said, we'll be back in about 20 minutes with your next episode. Yes, we will. <laughs> and I just had a great idea. That's why the wife's laughing. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. I'll spend about the next 20 minutes listening to whatever scheme my husband has just invented in his mind, and then we'll start recording again. Absolutely. Thanks, Arcanuts. Bye.